off the books episode of the All the Books show recorded during quarantine. We talk book news, author news, and literary news, but not today. I'm Eric Nichols. I'm Nick Gunning. How you doing? How's your descent into madness? Yes. Not really doing anything. I can't I can't think of a single productive thing I've done in the past month. <laughs> Bold statement. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, we were still at work yeah. a month ago. Yeah. So. Ah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, oh, well. We'll fact check that. Have you been in touch with Roger, our senior intern, yeah. during this time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Just, just want to make sure that yeah. was covered. Uh, no, he's just been sending me pictures of his uh, emergency bunker that he had been planning for like the past 20 years. That makes sense. Because like every time before we do, he'd like show me a picture and I'd make fun of him. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's stupid. You're never going to use this. Yeah. And now I'm the idiot and he's laughing up a storm. He's sitting pretty. 80 miles underground. <laughs> 80 miles? Jeez. That's like journey to the center of the earth territory. That's, uh, yeah. that's a deep dig. That is a deep dig. No, no. You made the common Jules Verne mistake there. It's not 80 miles down okay. underground. It's 80 miles underground lengthwise. But at the same level. Okay. All right. So. All right. Yes, you're right. I did make that mistake. Today yeah. we're going to be talking to uh, my old pal Pauline yeah. Emery, the director of the Southeast Steuben County Library. We're going to see where she weighs Ooh. in on this whole uh, Jurassic Park Citizen Kane situation because I got to tell you, Citizen Kane is very yeah. much lagging at this point. Yeah. I. This is a weird uh, battle to be having, but it's it seems obvious i guess it does i guess it does just, let me ask you, know, you this did uh just seems obvious did yeah. phil's enthusiasm uh-huh. get you hooked on the band fish it did not what are you uh, gonna do all right well uh i'm gonna put the question to pauline anything else you think i should ask her why don't you ask her about the band driftwood <laughs> okay i will i will see if it comes up naturally how about that all right without further ado pauline emery Welcome to a special episode of the All the Books show, an off-the-books episode where each week we're interviewing a different director from the library system. This week, my friend Pauline Emery from the Southeast Steuben County Library is with us. Pauline, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You sound remarkably sane considering, uh, you know, everything's going on. It's been definitely trying. I think everyone's <laughs> had their moments yep. where you're like, I've hit a wall. Yep. I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have kids at home? I do. I have a 13-year-old boy. Oh, this boy. has been really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So is, ah. he go- is he going crazy, like trapped trapped in, in within the walls of your house? He is. Sometimes I, I, I kind of, it reminds me of like a pacing panther is in a cage, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yep. He just wants to get out um, and, and have like normal fun. But, yeah, definitely. Um, but we've definitely done more together. Oh, that's nice. And that's been, mm-hmm. and that's been a wonderful thing for us. Sure. Um. So, you know, we take lots of walks, go hiking, play games, that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's been nice. That Reconnecting. Nice. My son's five. And, you know, for the first, probably the first week, he was like, woo, no school. You know, he was, he was like yeah. all excited about it. But two weeks in, he started saying like, I miss school. I want to go back to school. And we were like, uh-oh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's such a social kid, you know, I think he's just, just tired of uh, just having the two of us to talk to. Yeah, imagine him being social. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've actually set up a Facebook Messenger video chats with some of his friends like on a weekly thing so we can have that to look forward to. And that's actually helped him quite a bit. But I, I don't envy people who would homeschool normally. You know, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's challenging and difficult. Is your son, are they sending home like work and things for your son? Or is that, how, how's your school handling that? Yeah, he, um, he goes to the math and science school. They... At first, when they said they were going to have full days, virtual full days, I thought, good good luck with that, right? I have to tell you, it's been the best thing because it does give him something to do 
for an extended period of time. They start at like um, 8.30 and they go to 3.30. Well, oh, so they so, really are doing it. That's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, like no kidding. Wow. I know. But they have like in-house science experiments that they're doing okay. and then they'll, they'll do it and then report back and they've really done an excellent job. I don't know how the teachers are doing it. Mm-hmm. They, they actually did have um, spring break this week and I'm sure they had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The teachers, that's a lot to do virtually mm-hmm. um, nonstop every day. So Yeah, we had been getting, we got some packets in the mail and stuff and it was mostly, you know, work at home kind of stuff. But in the last week or so, I think they've really acknowledged, okay, this is going to be a while. So uh, they've gone to, and my, my son's just in kindergarten, so it's totally different, but they've gone to some video lessons and things. So we're trying to, trying to work that all in, but it's a truly unique situation. I think that we're all dealing with as, as a world. I mean, it's just this globally, in a way, unifying uh, thing that we're all just having to go through, whether we like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just hoping for the world to read more. How's that? Absolutely. Yeah. And on that note, uh, have you been taking taking advantage of some of this time? What have you been reading? I have. You know, I just started. I had wanted to read The Power for quite some time by uh, Naomi Alderman. And I just, like two nights ago, I started it. And I'm really engaged. I'm excited about that. But my passion this last couple of weeks has been um, listening to books. And I've started the, the Nature Fix by Florence Williams and trying to get out nature more and more. That's mm-hmm. been wonderful. And good old David Sedaris. Oh, box. yes. Yes. That's fun stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm such a fan of David Sedaris and audiobook oh, is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, his readings it, it, of it elevate those so much. Absolutely. So that that's just been enjoyable. I like, you know, it's like something to do while you're cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, and put on a book and listen and Oh, that's it. we don't get to do those things often. So that's even true. though this is hard, that that's a silver lining. That's Absolutely. a good thing. Which yeah. David Sedaris's are you are you into right now? Well, I got the um, oh the first one naked um, is oh, yeah. what I'm mm-hmm. listening yep. to right now. So that's just I I can just snort laughing when, oh, yeah. you, <laughs> when yeah. you listen to him. You don't want to be it's driving fun. while you're listening to those because you're going to cause some uh, traffic accidents. But <laughs> I first discovered his stuff. I, I worked in a, in a big public library in Michigan and I mm-hmm. would, uh, part of the day, you know, we, we'd empty the book drop several times a day. I'm, I'm sure that you can relate to this, but, you know, it would yeah. be giant, giant troughs of books. So I'd just be scanning and scanning and scanning. And I kept coming across these David Sedaris books. And so that's when I started reading them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've just read and listened to everything. I feel like everything yep. he's ever written. Uh, have, yeah. you re- have you gotten to Calypso yet? Yes, I did that this summer. Yeah. So this last summer, I should I say. That yeah, was, that was such a you know. After all these years, it's like you you know his family so well and everything. That was such a. Yeah. I, I found that one really impactful. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I think it's funny that um, well, you just can't imagine how in- incredibly eccentric his family is that he can make so much. <laughs> I know, I know, it's true. I mean, they're just a, they're just a wealth of of story ideas. Uh, as for as for the power, now I haven't read that, but I remember when it won the uh, Women's Prize for Fiction a few years back, and my wife yeah. is a huge fan of this book so much so that she bought it for several like her sisters and several friends and stuff. She absolutely loved the book, so be interesting to hear what you think of it. Yeah, I just I'm just really at the second chapter where, you know, they're just the young women are having these experiences mm-hmm. of 
power that is frightening, but I'm, I'm just so intrigued. And I think what's coming out of women's fiction is has been really strong the last couple of years. And yeah, I agree. Really glad it's being acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you, you a fan of Joyce Carol Oates at all? I, yeah, you know, I think the last, I mean, I've been on a kick. I got to tell you, I don't know if you <laughs> listen or read Alice Hoffman. She's, I've been Mm -hmm. kind of obsessed with her for the last, I'd say, six months. I've just been going on a bender. Okay. uh, Alice Hoffman bender. Uh huh. Okay. Anything you'd recommend from her? Oh, gosh. I love all her stuff. I love, well, of course, Practical Magic is that one that is just to start you off and get you excited. But her red books, those are good. But talk about, you were just talking about uh, Joyce. Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. I, uh, uh, she well, she she came to the David A. Howe Library in 2014, and so when preparing for that visit, I read a ton of Joyce Carol Oates, which uh, yes. you know, if you haven't read her before, reading a lot of her books back to back to back is uh, is a surefire way to drive you insane because they're all so. <laughs> You know, they're just, they're so meticulous, and, and a lot of times they're very dark and very psychological. So it was yeah. an interesting year. Um, I bring it up because I, when she was here, I bought a copy of Blonde, her epic um, sort of pseudo biography. It's not a biography, it's fictional. Mm-hmm. It's a fictional account of Marilyn Monroe's life. And I read the first section of that years ago. And since we've been locked away, I picked it up and finished it. And it's, it's just an amazing book. I love it. Nice. It's just so tragic from start to finish. She's she's just so taken advantage of, like, every step of the way. And uh, Joyce Carol Oates just has this way to pull all that out of there and make you yeah. care about the character and make it hurt. I mean, you really feel this one. So uh, it's a phenomenal book. And, I, you know, it's right at the top of my list. So I would say it's definitely worth a read. Oh, I'm excited about it. Yes, I it's again, this is a perfect opportunity to, to really get, in, you know, dive into authors you like and enjoy but also um just i don't know i i in, in the work front how have you been dealing with just fielding all kinds of questions from staff mm-hmm. or and volunteers patrons how's that been going for you i find that to be challenging right it now is. yeah it is you know it's it's hard i think it's i think it's hard in two ways it's one i feel like i often feel like i'm not doing enough but I think, yeah. you know, when I step back from it and look at it, you know, I am, you know, we're, we're meeting expectations. I think we're surpassing expectations in some ways. Yeah. Um, communication with staff has been really good. And, and I said this in, in a past episode, but I've been really proud of the staff because I feel like um, they've all really risen to this weird thing that we're going through. And so yeah. um, I think a lot in a lot of ways having regular staff communication and and sort of directing the focus mm-hmm. of our attentions has helped me keep things in perspective and, and keep like I'm feel like I'm uh, you know on track with what we're doing and you know we have such a supportive community we have such a supportive board so I really think we're in a very fortunate place how about you good it, absolutely you know um, we've been doing like 10 o'clock check-ins every day mm-hmm. um, where people just share what they're doing or what they're struggling with mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part is when they are having a hard time or yeah. you know which all of us do but um, we do have like weekly Monday um, zoom staff meetings that's been really helpful that's handy to also yeah just kind of share where we're at um, but what's amazing to me like you said is just I the the ideas that they're coming up with and running with just blow me away, mm-hmm. and I love, I love that about it. I love seeing that about, um, you know, choosing to see this 
as opportunities. So that's been really good. I think I think what's really been challenging is we're getting we're gearing up to do a huge construction project. Oh my gosh! We're, but yeah, like <laughs> gut the building because it's a it's a HVAC project mm. and it's from um, 1974. This is how old it is, and mm-hmm. it's just costing us so much every month because it needs maintenance constantly. Yeah. It's just not efficient and it's going to require a significant time um, for the library to be closed. Oh boy. The, the building. Yeah. And so here we are in the midst of this, you know, really unprecedented time yeah. where we're closed to the mm-hmm. public. And then we're looking at having to do this project and, and relocate as a library to another space. So imagine doing that virtually. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so we're looking at, um, you know, buildings uh, with someone walking around with their, you know, their iPhone showing us a room and and sending us a plan of square footage. And you're just like, boy, I hope I hope we're doing this right. I mean, it's been insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's been one of those. I just never would have thought we would have found ourselves oh, in yeah. this kind of position. Yeah. Um, so we might. um what we found is that we might move everything up because um, to 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 be closed during this time and yeah. then open up for a short period of time yeah. and then close again. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's stressful. I, I, that anytime you have to move books like that is stressful anyway. I mean, when you have to relocate yeah. everything. I one of the libraries I worked at uh, years ago, they were doing a massive. Um, it was a construction project. It wasn't HVAC, but it was like building new. You know, mm-hmm. just totally redoing the very outdated space. And so yeah. all of the books were moved to an offsite storage facility, which was a giant. Um, like chicken farm it was just a con- oh. <laughs> it was just a converted like chicken coop and so you know it had no windows all the shelves were put up there put up in order though sometimes the shelves would be reversed and backwards um and they put up little heaters in there and then they put a microwave with those like corn bags that you could microwave and like put over your yeah. neck so you'd stay yeah. warm <laughs> it was an insane experience and one time i was there alone trying to uh-huh. pull all the holds and everything a bad idea i don't know why they would ever send me alone but they did and I was feeling so sick. I just like could hardly stand. And I got out of the uh, I got out of the building and had to like call someone. And uh, they came out to investigate. And it turned out the propane from the furnace was just yeah. leaking directly into this uh, closed oh. off like windowless space that I was just like walking through alone. Oh my goodness! So they had Could to send you me. Imagine? <laughs> I, no, I can't. And so they had to send me. They had to send me to the ER, and I had to get like an EKG and all these tests because, like, I've been breathing propane for a long time. But uh, I survived, and we got through that process. So I'm confident that you will too. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. It, yes. It was, yeah, it was a legendary story that uh, none of us will ever forget. That's for sure. That's pretty wild. Gosh. <laughs> and I thought finding like vodka bottles in the uh, book drop back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought that was the biggest mystery. Oh, we yes. Had, so. All sorts of horror stories like, <laughs> like that. Like, where certainly. are these coming from? <laughs> so regular? You were getting regular drop-offs yeah, of vodka? Yeah, at one time. Yeah, this was when I worked at Elmira Library, Steel Library, many, many years ago. Um, that and you would, you know, unfortunately, you would, you know, find snakes. Oh, and sure. Worms and bugs. and. Wow. All those kinds of things. But yeah, the mysterious vodka bottles that just wow. kept... Maybe it was a contribution. Did they have a bottle, bottle deposit that you could turn them in? That's, yeah, something. <laughs> so really should have been thanking that 
Yeah. Poor drunk. <laughs> have you yeah. been doing have you been doing anything fun while you're tucked away? I know we talked a little bit about reading. Have you been uh have you been binging any shows or catching up on movies you missed? Anything like that? Um no, you well, I watched the only thing I really watch regularly right now is Shits Creek because I oh, love okay. it. And yeah. I missed the finale. I fell asleep last night and I yeah. missed the finale. But um I've been totally enjoying that. Nice. Um but definitely a lot of I have chickens, so Oh. I hang out with the chickens. Nice. I only have four. So Please it's not like, send It's eggs. not like a farm. It's not like a farm. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah well, that's are... that's handy now. Is it a pain, raising chickens? No, I love it. Especially because really? I don't have that many. So yeah. I don't mind, like, cleaning out the coop. I find relaxing. Interesting. You know, just, huh. I know. You just got to do it often because otherwise yeah. it's nasty. <laughs> right. So if, if people are looking for a coop cleaner, you would, you'd volunteer your services? Is that what you're saying? I, yeah. Wow. I, at this point, at this point, with yeah, boredom level, I just might. No. Sure. I, I I really don't mind it. I think um, chickens are interesting. And again, we're, we get about four eggs a day mm. for family of three. You know, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I take it. Uh, we, yeah, we supply we, the neighbors, too. <laughs> oh, that's nice. We recently started watching uh, Stranger Things Season 3. Have you seen Stranger Things? No, but I keep hearing people Now's keep saying you gotta watch well, it. Yeah. I mean, we're so late to the game on it too. We watched the first season like years after it came out. But uh, my brother lives alone, and uh, he he works at Walmart, so he's like still going to work and everything. So like I'm constantly worried about him. But we've been yeah. doing a a phone thing once a week where we watch a couple episodes of uh, Stranger Things with the phone, like on speakerphone or something, so we can watch it together. But oh, fun! It's a lot of fun. I mean, if if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's a very like '80s. 80s sci-fi sort of feel to it and they just nice. lean right into that were you a are you an 80s movies fan do you have a favorite 80s movie i do i love 80s movies like okay. you know pretty in pink that sort there of thing you go, yeah yeah the cusack one i'm thinking oh better off dead that's like fantastic. oh i haven't seen that one i <laughs> oh gotta my do God. it nick you have gotta watch that. apparently my wife's a huge john cusack fan so am i but it's like he's hillary's favorite so yeah we'll have to put that on the list definitely yes that uh, is one of yeah that's that's a classic all right. it's good. that's Love that's it. a new answer I, ha I haven't i haven't gotten that one yet so yeah okay i'll have to i'll have to put that on the list uh what are, are you a big music fan you listening to any music right now do you know well of course i think a lot of people are listening to john prine which makes me sad because yeah, he passed away absolutely. but i love john prine mm -hmm. so i've been getting nostalgic about that i like um i like gosh i like all kinds of things i love um one thing i bring home from the library all the time is the, those uh putamayo um cds from various countries oh okay and global music um they're uh indian groove one okay. of my favorite interesting um yeah that's been that's something I never get tired of are those because they're just such a good mix of mm -hmm. popular, um, newer artists from other countries, but yeah. also, you know, classic acoustic um, music from, you know, whatever uh, country mm -hmm. is featured. Hmm. I love those. Yeah. What, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, my goodness. I, I would have to say just recently – I went to the, a Driftwood concert okay. at the Dean's Theater in Wellsboro, uh -huh. and they were just so, you know when you go to a concert that the musicians are just, it's almost kind of like a magical moment because mm -hmm. they're just getting in to their instruments so much, and 
the the crowd. It was just like from start to finish, it was excellent. Mm. Um, I like Driftwood. I've been listening to them quite a bit for the last year, actually. Are you are you a fish fan? Because Phil is uh, Phil's an expert on fish. He is. Yeah. yeah, I you know I like fish. I'm not like you know total fish fan. I have never seen them in concert. Oh, well, Phil's seen them somewhere between 50 and 100, if you didn't listen to last week's episode. Oh, so that's, awesome. So uh, that's quite epic. I, I, it's hard for me to answer this question. I think that probably I would have to say, um, I went to this, Eric and I went to this Paul McCartney concert in uh, Syracuse a few years back, and it was just, it was amazing. I mean, Paul, Paul McCartney's such a showman, and the show yeah. was just so polished and so cool. Um, he sang, he didn't do a lot of Wings era stuff, which I love Wings. And I think I was probably the only one there who was like, less Beatles, more Wings. Um, but that was an amazing concert. It's a tie between that and a smaller concert I saw with Mike Nesmith from the Monkees, uh, who we had on the show a few years back, yeah. inter- interviewed yeah. him about his book. But, um, you know, Paul, Paul McCartney is just all about like putting on this big show, whereas the Nesmith concert was a lot more personal and intimate. It felt more like we're sitting in a room and he's like, just like strumming the guitar. So I, I loved that one. But uh, are you a big concert goer? Do you go pretty regularly? I, you know, I used to back in the day. Sure, I did. Sure. Um, you know, but I, I would do more of the festival mm-hmm. kind of circuits. Of course, I would try okay. to go to um, oh, in Ithaca. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. even think of the name of it. Um, but yeah, like like summer festivals, um, even like at the wineries mm-hmm. when they have um, music outside. There's just nothing like it. We Grassroots, saw... that's what I'm trying to remember. Goodness. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, I really love going to that because that's also another venue where you just get ideas and pick up music that mm-hmm. you're going to listen to because mm-hmm. you get exposed to somebody you normally might not have listened to. Yeah, I, I do like a, a small a small concert. We, we went to a couple recently. We My wife's a huge Indigo Girls fan. So we, mm-hmm. we saw Indigo Girls up in Buffalo and that was at a smaller venue and that was great. Uh, and Rufus Wainwright as well is another of Hillary's favorites. So uh, we had sort of a year of concerts uh, last year. So it was, it was a lot of fun to do all that. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you already mentioned that one of your past libraries was in Elmira, but uh, what was your first library job? My first library job, actually, like way back, way back. I remember volunteering at my high school library. Okay. And that's where I kind of was like, oh, I like this. Uh-huh. And then when I was... Um, I did my associate's degree at Corning Community College, mm-hmm. and I worked in the library as a work study there. And then after that, I went to Elmira and started working there. <clears throat> um, I was there for like five years, and I was taking classes and going to school as I worked in the library. And okay. then I got a job at Elmira College Library. Um, so it was nice to to work in a public library and then a college library. And then I worked at Ithaca college library. Mm-hmm. So, and then I ended up here where I'm at now. We've, so. got, we've got a pretty similar background then because I also started in my teens and, and went Did you? public and then uh, a couple of academic libraries and then back to public libraries, which, which I much prefer. But um, yeah. have you, what, what, uh, what non-library jobs have you had? What is the worst job you've ever had? Oh my goodness. I've had some interesting jobs. <laughs> Worst job I ever had was, it was a summer job. Okay. And you did, you worked for like public works. And it was in Pennsylvania. It's where I grew up in Mansfield, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And 
your day would vary. It would be pulling weeds on Main Street, okay. which imagine, imagine as a young person, like, yeah, how cool that is. Right. Look at, there's Pauline, what is she doing? Pulling weeds on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, filling potholes yeah. with asphalt. That's some hard work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Were, were you on that, a were you on a chain gang? Because that's kind of what it exactly, sounds like. That's exactly what it was. It okay. was like that. There would be days where you had to like wash all the municipal vehicles, and there's a lot of them. And like yeah. you're you yeah, that wasn't fun. That was actually more fun than the worst one of these these like jobs of horror <laughs> was. I had to paint the outside of the sewage treatment plant. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I yes. think anytime the word sewage comes in to, yes. the, to the paradigm, I think you've found your winner there. So you had yep. to paint the outside of the sewage, sewage treatment yes. facility. Yep. Yep. Wow. That, that was, yeah, that was, it just was a, it was a, as my dad would say, it's building character. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, I see why uh, the, the library jobs appeal to you so much then. Yeah, sure. Although, I mean, you do occasionally have to deal with sewage as a library director, wouldn't you say? Yes, you do. So, oh, absolutely. You can't, yes. you can't avoid it hands. entirely. No. No. <laughs> uh, no. So what was your worst job? I don't know. You know, I was thinking about I feel like I've been pretty fortunate. You know, I, I worked in a dinner theater for several years where we would do... We would do, you know, seven or eight shows a week. I did that while I was in college and high school. And I also got both high school and college credit for it. So, I mean, I can't complain about that. Uh, and then I worked, uh, my grandpa owned a, a meat shop, like a, it was a retail store and also a meat processing center. Um, but I mostly just had a good time there, you know, just packaging stuff and, you know, few, few kooky things here and there. But I don't really feel like I've had a bad job, which is a boring answer, I know. But no, I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I was poisoned by a propane leak at an old chicken coop, so I guess. Well, I was just gonna say that was pretty, you know, interesting right there. <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that at least built character, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> what would you say is your most interesting, like, patron experience during your all all your years in the library setting? Hmm. Both public, school, whatever. Well, you know, it varies so much because the public library that that I started in Willard Willard Library in Battle Creek, Michigan, is in a is in a more urban area, you know, versus like the <laughs> rural Wellsville where we are now. So it was a totally different crowd, a totally different set of um, set of people coming in. So, you know, certainly we'd have regulars that we uh, we'd always kind of look forward to seeing. There was one guy, older guy, who would always come in and he would never check anything out, but he wanted a fresh bag. And he always wanted to swap change. So like he might oh. bring a dollar and want dimes or he might bring a dime and want pennies or he might have pennies and want nickels. And he had this whole elaborate system. And it's just the library was part of his his daily routine. You know, he'd sort of make the rounds about town, uh, always stop in the library. And so he, that was one that I always looked forward to uh, him coming in because I, I just thought he was such a, such a kind and pleasant uh, older fellow. I've certainly had negative experiences you know i mean I've, i'm sure you have too been been yelled oh, yeah, at and yeah. sworn at and you know name called and <laughs> yeah, all that yeah those, <laughs> so, yeah uh no but it's it's definitely the characters you meet yeah yeah i i really like to to be in a place where um 
where where I have regulars, you know, the people that I recognize, mm-hmm. and I, I know the kind of books that they like, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I didn't start as director in Wellsville. And I had a lot more desk hours when I wasn't director. But but when I when I took the job, I made sure to schedule myself on the desk, uh, multiple hours every week, just so I can I can maintain that experience. Because that's one of my favorite parts about working in the library is just you know, seeing and interacting with the people and getting to know people. Um, and it's, uh, I just really like that part of it. I like, I like that give and take. I, I like, uh, I like being right there with it. I, that's one of the things yeah. that's always drawn me to it. I agree. I have always been fascinated by just watching people and seeing how people react in situations and with one another. And I, I just, humans are fascinating. I think that's why it's so hard to be home. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> just, Yeah. Have you had a crazy patron experience that uh, comes right oh, to the top of your mind? A ton, but I, I sure, just, yeah. when you were sharing yours, it, it made me think of a gentleman, his occupation, he was a grave digger. Oh. He was the most well-read person mm-hmm. that would come on a daily basis to the library, hands down. He had time um, in between grave digging sure, <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to read a lot, and he always just wanted to talk about what he was reading or what he'd learned, and he just was fascinating, you know, and he was a regular, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just, he popped in my mind when you were saying, you know, thinking about the gentleman with the change. Yeah, bag and change, yep. Yep. It's funny the way those stick in your head. Were, Were you a pretty active library user as a kid? Were you a big reader growing up? I was, yes. In fact, you know, when I was um, young, I had a hard time. I was having a hard time reading. And the I remember um, my teachers were talking to my parents, and my dad was such an avid reader. And he just really, like a duck to water, <laughs> he <laughs> took to reading to me every night for for years. And, you know, he would, but he would read, you know, like um, Kipling. He loved Kipling. Mm-hmm. He would read beer he would read just classics and that just kept me going as a child to really strive to be a better reader and I you know I just finally it clicked you know and I I totally attribute that to just growing up in a family who they they always read and we went to the library weekly and Mm. you know I, I remember story times and just that good feeling you'd get when you walk into a library and you're standing in the aisles there's just this feeling of like there's endless possibilities and you're surrounded by those ideas mm-hmm. and that's something about that that mm-hmm. just always stuck and helped me as a student you know to to want to 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 be a better student so did those classics and the things your dad read did that influence your own taste in books quite a bit it 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 does. Um, you know, when I, and in fact, like times like these, when I feel a bit unsettled or whatnot, I do like to go, to go back and read. You know, you know Edgar Allan Poe mm. and just some of the classics and just take them in. You know, and sometimes I don't read from cover to cover. Sometimes it's just my favorite parts, or you know, it just. That's that that poetry. I mean, you just kind of go to those things mm-hmm. to give you comfort for sure. See, it's funny because I mean, I have a totally opposite recollection of, of childhood. Like, I, I certainly remember my parents reading books from time to time, but it was mm-hmm. not it was not a big part of 
my growing up. Like we, ne- it was never like weekly trips to the library. You know, I remember, yeah. I remember going to the library when I was a kid and checking out records with my dad, uh, and, and bringing them home and listening to the records. Um, but I, you know, I there's a, a, classics is something that I just have not read a ton of. I didn't read a lot of them in school, and I didn't grow up doing that. So now I sort of use the book clubs and things to to, to fill holes in my own. Like I really should have read that book. Let's do a book club, you know. And yeah. uh, it, you know, it always gets uh, it always gets interesting responses when you do that. But I think that I came about it in a different way. Like I've always really liked. I've always really liked movies and, and you know, characters <laughs> that, that uh, you know, maybe recur. And so I think that I, I started reading a lot of, like, novelizations and things. Like, I, <laughs> I remember so specifically uh, seeing Star Trek Generations in theaters, and I just loved it, and I wanted more of it. And my grandma found me, like, a junior novelization of that when I was, you know, I don't know, however old I was when that movie came out. And I think it was a lot of that kind of thing. Like I would see something yeah. and I would want more of it. And I would go to like books and novelizations sort of based on that. And then from that, it sort of expanded and grew. But it's uh, it's funny to think back that that's the thing that uh, really got me on that path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think too, like you have a lot of the um, theater background and, yeah. and that interest. Like, that's what's great about libraries, though, that people are pulled in by all kinds of right. avenues you yeah. know they just it's a real eclectic bunch of people mm-hmm. that work in libraries for sure yeah and i like that about it too yeah it's just not a it's not a cookie cutter I agree. <laughs> profession at all a few weeks back when tina dalton from cuba was on with me we got to talking about graphic novels and how now that's become such a great window for kids who are reluctant to read and it's something that we really uh, push do you see that in, in uh, corning as well I do definitely. And, and just, you know, that middle school age too, that might just kind of just be lagging on reading and maybe they, maybe they were good readers when they were younger, but Mm -hmm. middle school, it's not cool. But then here's this whole new genre that they can, that they can embrace. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just so much variety now with graphic novels. I think that's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to ask you about, about Corning a little bit, the, the town, because when uh, mm-hmm. when my wife and I were first married, we would always come to Corning for our anniversary, you know, just like a little getaway nice. and, yeah. and uh, yeah. stay in that stay in that Radisson that's like right next door to your library um, and just kind of cruise the town. These were, of course, the pre-child years when we could just, you know, you could do that, pick yeah. up and do whatever we wanted. But uh, I think it's su- the town has such character and such uh, such cool places to go. Of course, the Glass Museum and the Rockwell Museum and all that. But I'm wondering... What's your favorite? What's your favorite hangout spot? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a break from the library or something, do you have a do you have a regular place you like to go? I do. I love simply going, getting lunch, and going to the Centerway, especially mm. obviously when it's beautiful weather. Sometimes they'll have live music. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just have music playing. But it's just like you can sit back and you see, you know, people from the community that you know, but also. A lot of people visiting. Mm-hmm. And again, it speaks to that, like people watching. I love to do. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and so that's one of my favorite things. And they, sometime in that same area, they have their um, farmers market on okay. Thursdays. I don't know. It's just so. It's a friend. It's a friendly community yeah. for sure. And I think people from all over the world decide that they're going to make it their home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. Uh, that's what makes it 
you know, special. I agree. I think it I think it highlights what's special about our whole area here is that Corning, you know, when you're when you're walking downtown, when you're in the center way there, I mean it it, it has a very metropolitan feel. And mm-hmm. yet two blocks over, you're in the sticks. You know, I yes, mean, it's it's absolutely. it's like the best of both worlds. I we uh, we always go to that Indian restaurant that's right on the on the main drag there. Kali, yeah, yes, yep. so good, so good. Love it. There <laughs> used to be a record shop downtown uh, that I love to go to, which is not there anymore, which makes me sad. But uh, I love that little yeah. theater. It's it's a cool town. It is. It's it's a lot of fun. What have you seen? What do you, what's the most positive thing you've seen come out of this library wise while we're all uh, trapped at home? Uh, I think for one staff being um, so up for trying and learning new things, they, you know, we are a profession that should continually learn. Mm -hmm. And so many of them are educating themselves um, above and beyond. Yeah. Um, And I just think, I feel like when we're all together again, we're going to just have such a wealth of knowledge, um, for things we trained while we during this time, but also things we learned craft-wise, yeah. <laughs> recipes we learned. I think we're just going to have some improved skill sets. Um, and the best thing is that people are going to appreciate the everyday, normal <laughs> interactions yeah. we used to take for granted. Yeah. Um, hands down. It's like, I can't wait to... I'm not a big hugger, but I, (laughs) you know, there's people I see and I hug, you know, and God, you know, you just take that for granted now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, just like you're saying with, with people, you know, maybe they're picking up new crafting skills, you know, this is just a time to, uh, to really see, to stretch yourself, to, to find new ways to, to connect with the community. And I feel like there are corners of the community that we're reaching now that we have not been able to reach before, you know, just because yeah. people now are looking, they're looking to the library, they're looking for new things. And I think that that is, while I would prefer not to be in a global pandemic, I think that that yeah. is something that you can point to as a real positive outcome is that we're seeing, or maybe seeing new needs in, in the community that we didn't know about before. And we're making those connections that, that we haven't been able to. So yeah, I think there's a, there's plenty of good, even though it's uh, weird and difficult yeah. and hard to wrap your mind around. I just worry about, you know, the, the thing that was, you know, I went to the library after it was closed and there is, you know, it just was surreal to be there, but I looked outside and I saw, you know, one of our, our regular people who he doesn't have many places to go. Yeah. And it just broke my heart. I was like, that was one of those days where I'm like, oh, this, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, he just sad forlorn nowhere to go we were his space to mm-hmm. keep warm to have someone to talk to use a restroom yeah. you know all those yeah. things and I it's know. like what happens to that part of our society yeah. i think that's what a lot of librarians and library staff grapple with yeah. is just you know those regulars that you just you love you love to see and you know that you're the space that there's not very many public spaces right. that they can relax and be a part of. And, and I, you know. I, think, I think, I mean, I think you're hitting it just right. I, and I would say if, if as libraries we're doing our jobs right, 
these people have a place where, I mean, all people have a place where they can feel like they belong, feel like they're a part of it, you know, like they're, they're not on the outside. I feel like one thing libraries can do is just be an equalizer. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your wallet when you walk into the library, because everybody's on equal footing. And I think that that's, that's rare, and Mm -hmm. sort of sort of a magical thing that that we're able to do. So that's why I'm so grateful to our community support and the people who really cherish the library. And I think it's, it's, it's a responsibility that we have, you know, and nothing that I don't think any of us would take lightly. No, for sure. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get back? I, oh, it'll just be nice Mm -hmm. to sit in a, in a a chair that you're supposed to sit in when you're at a desk. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sit in my chair. Like it's, it's the small things. Yeah, I agree. I know. I, well, when, when, uh, when, when we walked away, you know, we, the, the, we were open on Saturday. We thought we were going to be open Mm -hmm. on Monday and we weren't. Um, but the senior staff still met and, and it was just so surreal to be in a dark building all of us, you know, six feet apart, just saying like, what comes yeah. next? And even that day, because this has happened so quickly, even that day, I don't think any of us was really thinking this will be the last time that we do this for who knows long how time. long, you know? So like, yeah, even though we, we had a little bit of a, okay, here's the plan. It's still only yeah. probably a week later really hit me that like, wow, that was uh, in some ways the yeah. end of an era, you know, because you just don't, Things will certainly no. be different. Things will certainly be different when we start again. And I'm looking forward to that challenge, but a challenge it will be. Yeah, no, I agree. Strange times. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pauline, to close here, I have to ask you the question that has popped up in every interview so far. Uh, and this is a longstanding rivalry between Eric Mickles and uh, Sally Jacoby Murphy. If you had <laughs> to choose between the movies Jurassic Park and Citizen Kane, which would it be? Jurassic Park. Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic Park is sweeping this. I have to tell you, Jurassic Park is sweeping this. So Eric is feeling a lot of vindication right now because his side yeah. is winning out. You know, it's just because I don't watch suspenseful movies. Mm-hmm. And I read the book years ago mm-hmm. and I was like, watch the movie. And I was just on my seat the whole time. Just I, I was so into it. Mm-hmm. And I generally don't like movies like that but i was like oh my god i'm going to like have a heart attack right now (laughs) (laughs) because okay yeah all right well i mean it's a it's a clear victory so far with jurassic park (laughs) well pauline uh thanks for taking the time uh to sit here and talk to me today it's been a lot of fun yes thank you and i hope to you know one day see you in person again when we can go back to our real lives i know all right well pauline uh stay sane you too that was pauline that's right and uh, interview jurassic park converting wow. converting pauline to the action yes. adventure genre what do you think about that not her kind of when people say jurassic park is not their kind of movie i'm just like so what is your kind of movie but, but it won yeah, her kept over her on her edge of her seat i know nothing yeah, about it's, they're just different movies put a dinosaur in citizen kane <laughs> i know nothing about schitt's creek oh. by the way oh really yeah are you even allowed to say that on the podcast and keep our clean rating hmm. but but it's with the sch yeah, I know how it's spelled. Okay. Kendra and I have been watching it for uh, a couple days now. Okay. We're two seasons in. Oh, just recently you started. So, you, like Pauline, oh, you're uh, funny. You're, you're binging yeah, during, just the, during the quarantine. Okay. Yeah. I think it's free on CWC also, like the early the early seasons. So. Or Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix? Okay. Well, 
you'll learn something new every day while in quarantine. You, you, mm-hmm. ha- you hanging in there all right? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Okay. Who said I wasn't? I'm no one. I'm just curious. I'm just making sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's going to do it for this week's episode of our off the books here on the next episode of the all the book show our old friend malik is going to be joining us for a, our annual sit down discussion on poetry month and eric you're def you're going to stick around for that right you're going to be there for the whole thing uh we'll see we'll see how it goes can i get a firm commitment though would that be all right you may not do it for malik At fine least- i'll do it for malik thank you all right all right so make sure you catch us uh, on that and join us next week again for another off the books episode where we have another library director that we're going to be talking to Eric, my good friend, thank you. Thank you. Until next time. As as well. (laughs) 